Hello and a warm welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm Marcus Skeeler and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the Digital Solution Director for Europe at Novartis Oncology, Massimiliano Siciliano. Massimiliano holds 20 years experience in developing commercial strategies within cross-functional settings, including market access, medical and marketing. He has worked within the pharmaceutical industry for almost a decade, spending a large proportion of that time within the Grunenthal Group before joining Novartis Oncology last year. Massimiliano is one of the members at the forefront of digital transformation that is sweeping pharma, leading on digital solutions across a range of departments. You can find him on the panels of pharma's most prestigious events and congresses. This week, he'll be featuring as a panelist at the Reuters Pharma 2021 virtual event, discussing how organizations can embrace technology efficiencies to increase sales effectiveness. Welcome, Massimiliano. How are you? Hi, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm really well. Thank you. What about you? Very good. Very good. Just really excited to start this conversation and find out a bit more about your experience to this point. So let's get cracking then. To start us off, you originally studied uh, marketing and communications. How and why did you transition into the world of digital? Digital is marketing and communication. At the end, it's not really something different. It's just another vehicle. Um, it's, it's like wherever a writer uses a typewriter or a word processor. is still a writer. And word processor much more performant than typewriter. So actually they disappear. It's the same with the marketing and communication. We have new tools that we need, of course, to master. Uh, but the essence of the job is still the same, building a relationship with our customers. Great. I love that analogy with the typewriter there, right? I sometimes envisage in terms of uh, feature films, you can still have films like The Artist, which was black and white and, and silent winning the Oscar. So aside from the creation and adoption of new technologies, what does digital transformation really mean for the pharmaceutical industry and its stakeholders? Really, another really valid question, I would say. There is not really a fundamental difference from other industry uh, versus the pharma. They are basically some evolution. Uh, I'll give you some example, like there are new products, for example, digital tools will be added on top of the existing treatment, for example, to monitor a symptom at home. Data, it's more readily available. And so digital technology allow better and faster analysis of medical data. So at the end, this is resulting in faster evolution of treatments and as a consequence, better patient outcome. And communication become more digital. So the way we interact with our customers change completely. We can provide them with more relevant, more personalized information at the moment that they need and through the channel that they prefer. So as you see, it's a, an evolution, but it's not really different than what is happening across different industry. Of course, the impact here, it's more on our health. So evolution in this type of industry, I would say are fundamental and we should evolve. How do you think the impact of technologies such as 5G will affect things? Will that help pharmaceutical organizations more quickly respond to clients or is actually that the speed is not necessarily a big a big issue there well I, I do believe the speed actually can be a differentiator and everything that we do right now in our private and professional life require connection 
and having a fast connection support us on performing faster and easier what we need to do. So a 5G will allow every one of us, no matter where we are, to be able to consume or access to information that before was much more complicated and will allow us also to exchange information, heavy information, in a fast and easier manner. So the connection, it's part of the evolution that I was mentioned before. It's helping us, the technology, it's enabling us to be better on what we do and to evolve on what we do. No, definitely. And what other aspects of technology are you most excited about in terms of that evolution? Well, what I like about the technology evolution from a paper perspective should be supporting the way how we operate and make easier the way of working across every industry and should easiness also the way how we can interact with our stakeholders and customers. But sometimes people are still, or company, are still thinking that this is only about technology. And it's the technology. If the technology is there, everything will happen just for the sake of having this new technology. The reality is the technology needs to be accompanied with new skills on the people's side and with a buying process on the people's side. So technology it's there to support us and to improve the way how we work. But from the other side, also the reason why we want to embrace this technology and what is need to be done in order to embrace this technology, it's as well as fundamental piece that need to come together with the technology. No, it definitely makes sense. And what potential could digital solutions bring to farmers, commercial and sales teams in particular? The relationship will fundamentally change. We can be more real-time, more service-oriented, and commercial and medical representative can help customers in a much more personalized way. But, of course, that allows also another element that is extremely important that is uh, under discussion across practically every industry that, of course, our customers need to allow us to store and use the, and the information about them and their preference in order to help us to get back to them with that personalization. So these two elements are extremely connected. So that is, in my opinion, the biggest change and the biggest potential that we, on the commercial side, we can get in the pharma industry. And also from, our, from the other side, what they can get in return back our stakeholders. No, great. And I guess is this this something, you know, since the advent of GDPR that's been high on your list in terms of how you better display that value for the audience? Absolutely. You are perfectly right. GDPR, it's one of the uh, key aspects, I would say, for us, but for everyone else that operate in this industry and in, in the other industry. But as you well know, pharma industry is extremely regulated and it's an ethic environment. So we are not allowed to do what other markets and other industry can do with the information and the data of their customers. So for us, this mutual agreement and understanding is a fundamental piece to have in place before evolving and before progressing on the personalization of relevant information for our stakeholders. No, it's an absolutely um, fascinating subject there. 
In terms of moving on, um, I know that you're passionate about building high-performing teams. What's your formula for this? And, and has it changed over the years or is it something that stayed relatively consistent? I would say it stayed relatively consistent. Of course, there are nuances over time across uh, different elements, but the principle are substantially three. The first one, in my opinion, is to inspire the team with a clear, concise, but complete story about where we are adding and the reason why. The second one is translate the vague vision into simple, concrete next steps so that we can plan, measure, and especially something extremely important, celebrate progress quickly. And the third element, I know that could be something that you heard already a million of times, but having fun. We are human beings. We are social beings. Work is much more than achieving goals. It is all about enjoying the interaction that we have every day with our uh, colleagues and our stakeholders around what we do and what we are passionate about. So these are my, my I would say, formula, if we can call it that way, to build high-performing teams. Funny enough, something we've been talking about in the office uh, recently, which is around that point of kind of celebration and fun. And I guess if you're particularly focused on a specific goal, then it can almost be too too kind of blinkered and too focused, but actually getting to that point where you can celebrate and enjoy it. Do you have any tips for our listeners in terms of having fun? And, and I don't know, you know, one person's idea of fun is different to another's. Is, mm-hmm. is there a way, you know, and that very, you know, you can have a team made up of different personalities is there any way that you go about ensuring that it's it's fun for all i would say it, a lot it depends on all of us who's for example I'll give you an example about meetings we are now completely overwhelmed about uh, meetings virtual meeting uh, due to the pandemic and the fact that we cannot meet uh, in person at least not everywhere still and also meeting can be extremely fun it depends on every single person what they want to instill within the meetings and how the atmosphere around the meeting is created and um, i personally a big big supporter of having meetings that are not extremely formal but really giving the possibility to everyone to bring their personality their uniqueness and really benefit from this diversity and having also some fun all together. And the tips are really various among the different interaction that you have across colleagues and with the stakeholder. But at the end, a smile remain a smile. And um, you can have fun with your colleagues many more occasions than what you think. So what, I'm, what I could suggest to everyone, just try. You will be surprised about what you can get back as a result, and the energy also that you can get back from having fun uh, at work. It's only work if you're not having fun, I guess. So you're obviously relatively new to Novartis, having only joined last year. What mark would you like to make on the company during your time there? That is a really difficult question. (laughs) I I would say I'm, I'm a small cog in a huge machine, Uh, but still, I think that we can individually make an impact. 
as I said before, by inspiring unite people around a specific goal. And I am a strong believer of this element. I'm very passionate about using digital technology, of course, to improve the experience of our customer and especially improve the outcome for our patients. And this is a never-ending task and will require continuous improvement. But I do believe that we are at a very important moment where the impact of digital technology will fundamentally change our way of working. And what I hope is to help the Oncology Region Europe organization to really make this transition a reality. Because really often in many organizations, unfortunately, it's still not a reality because it's a complex transformation. Because as I said before, we are operating in an extremely regulated environment and so many aspects need to be uh, taken in consideration. But everything can be done. It's just a matter of start. I would completely agree with that and certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, but I'm, I'm also sure that you're not such a small cog in that big, uh, that big machine. In terms of the past 18 months, obviously they've been very turbulent and extraordinary for the pharmaceutical industry, but both professionally and, and personally, what have been your standout moments of 2021 so far? Another, another really great question. Let me start personally because uh, I think uh, it's also important to bring the personal side in what you do and, and also your work. Be yourself, in my opinion, is extremely important. For me, what was on the personal side, the standout moment, uh, was actually organized some holiday with my family and siblings. And I know that kind of... <laughs> sounds what is extraordinary about it but we have family that speaks different language and a different nationality in different countries so coming together and spend quality of time is not so easy because we are geographically distributed across germany greece and italy because my partner is from another organization from another uh, country so that i would say i will call my standout moment uh, on the personal side for which i was recharging really my battery and um, gave me a lot of energy. And professionally, actually, we, we went through uh, a lot of different things and achieved a lot of things uh, in 2021. But if I need to pick one, I would say our next generation engagement program that has been launched across 51 countries in region Europe in oncology. Uh, this is the thing that I'm really proud about because we have united substantially our leadership around this next generation engagement approach and digital omnichannel and data transformation are highly complex with dozen of different projects and initiatives. And due to the fact that there is this high complexity, everyone has always a different perspective and opinion regarding what road to take. And that is extremely normal in large organization. But the fact that we were able to align our leadership, both at the regional and at the country level, around a clear, simple, and comprehensive story, that was for sure the biggest achievement in 2021. And this is also the best guarantee for future success, having this strong alignment with the leadership of your organization and your geography with you on this journey. Oh, thank you. And so how, how did you go about creating such great alignment? Co-creation is always essential. 
in my opinion, in the era where we live and with the possibility to access to many people with great idea and great, great insights and experience from different industry and different country, it's, in my opinion, a mandatory requirement for creating a vision at an organizational level, especially a large one. And that was exactly the key element that we use uh, around the creation of this important story. Bringing more than 60 plus associates across our organization to support the creation of this story uh, that could have been clear, simple, and comprehensive at the same time. That was, my, in my opinion, the key element that was required for the story. And of course, being involved, you automatically be also an ambassador and also uh, feel proud to be able to support the organization in this transformation. So I think all of these elements are coming together on just generating that movement that is required in any organization and across any industry to evolve, to transform your way of working, your way of engaging your stakeholders and customers. And I would say for a better tomorrow. What better way to uh, to end the podcast on that that really positive note? So that sadly brings us to the end of the conversation. But Massimiliano, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me. It was my pleasure, Mark. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. If you uh, haven't done so already, then please do subscribe to the show from wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you hear more conversations every Tuesday, just like the brilliant one we've had with Massimiliano there. If you can't wait until then, you can also check out our sister magazine too at www.emg-gold.com for more great content. So until then, take care and goodbye for now. <laughs>